Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. Okay, title of the series is called Adulting All Over the Place. And uh, a specific one for this t- the title for today is Learning to Count. So if you're listening to podcast or online, um, we are kicking off a three-part series here, Learning to Count. And uh, we're reading from Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 16. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and in deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Okay, so if you've been a Christian for more than one day, and I kind of ask you, will you go and pray for X, Y, and Z? Will you go and pray for them or pray with them? Or if somebody gets ill in hospital, I ask you, would you mind going to pray for them in hospital? Or in church, um, people come forward to be prayed for, and like, hey, don't you want to come pray for somebody here? Um, what, what would your initial response be? Hey? Let's do it. Yours. Really? When you came to salvation, was that your initial response? What was your response, Gerald? What, what would your response be? Like, no, I can't. I don't, I don't know how to pray. Yes, who am, who am I to, to go? Yes. And there, there's kind of merit to it. I mean, it's, it's the same as me. I've got two daughters, by the way, if you don't know. Uh, the one is turning six this year, and the other one is two years old. It's like me asking the little one, Amy Louise, to go and make tea for us. Like, she'll try her heart out, but she's going to injure herself. <laughs> if she actually gets the kettle on in the first place. Um, so, so there is merit to age-appropriate kind of responsibilities. However, um, we sometimes hide behind the excuse of saying, I'm not mature enough yet to do this or that. Okay? So we typically think, all right, but I need to... Let me use this as an example. If I ask you, would you be willing to preach on a lunch hour church or on a Sunday? Once again, there is limitations to what I'm saying. What would your initial thinking be? But I haven't studied theology. Um, That's typically the response that I get. I didn't study theology, by the way. I studied accounting. I'm a CA, chartered accountant. That's my qualification. Um, I didn't study theology. Those two are studying theology. Um, so, <laughs> um, so people typically think, when, when they kind of converse with me, in the year I'm a pastor, what do people ask me? Where did you study your theology? Like, I studied my theology in the school of life. 
Um, yes, we also have Bible school, and there are certain things that, that we equip people with. Um, but what, what um, the thing is, is we connect a certain level of maturity before we can minister to one another. Uh, do you agree? Um, so let, let me run you through this. And, and, and this is not, this is like almost a universal kind of problem that we have in church. And I'm not just referring to us as a sheriff, this is everywhere. Um, people, people kind of put the pastor or the minister on a pedestal and they expect that the pastor must do all the work of the ministry. You relate with this? Okay. So let's break this down. Typically, what's wrong in our thinking often is, sorry. Typically, in our thinking, we count, we go 11, 13, 12. Let me explain. So that scripture of Ephesians 4 goes like this, okay? Verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers, okay? Those who we think they are the ministers, right? We go then and we think, all right, 13. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, talking about maturity, to the measure of the stature of the fullness. And then we go to 12 and say, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up. Let me explain. We think the fivefold ministry, verse 11, is given to minister to us so that we will mature. And then we will be ready for ministry. Okay? However, it should be the other way around. It should be 11, 12, 13. What I mean by that is, let's read that in the right order. Okay? He gave the fivefold ministry, verse 12, to equip the saints. Who are the saints? Us. Every believer, saints. That includes the fivefold ministry, by the way. They also form part of the saints. Okay? So, the fivefold ministry is given there to equip the saints or believers for the work of ministry so that the body of Christ will be built up and then so that we will reach unity and maturity. So we think that the fivefold ministry typically needs to minister to us so that we will mature so that I can minister. What I'm saying is the other way around. They've, given, they've been given to equip us to minister so that we can mature. Are you following? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that ministry is actually the road to maturity. We think that maturity is the destination. No, no, sorry. We typically think that ministry is the destination. I have arrived. Once I have arrived, I am qualified to minister. But what the scripture is very clearly saying is that it is as you minister that you will mature. As you minister that you are going to grow. Now, like I said, there is like age-appropriate kind of limitations to what I'm saying. It's like a person that just came to salvation. I'm not necessarily going to expect that person to teach Bible school, for example. They're not equipped yet to do that. However, we, we misunderstand often equipping with maturity. And our maturity is developed as we minister to one another. So here's a quick question. Where do you minister? Don't answer out loud. 
Okay. Often when I talk to, to when I kind of evangelize and talk to people about God, typically you're more, I want to say, reserved Christian. Okay, and it might be some of you here as well, and I was there at some stage as well. Is typically people's response is my faith is a very personal and private matter, and I agree with that. It should be very personal. And it should be, at times, be very private. But it shouldn't remain private. It should grow to a place of where you engage with the world around you with your faith. It should kind of grow, should kind of grow to there. Why did I say that? I, I don't know. That's kind of for free. Okay. Um, all right. So where, the question is, where do you minister? Okay, that's why I said it. Is because there's an, it's important. You can only minister to other people if you're around other people. Is that like a, like a, <laughs> like a duh moment? Okay? You can only minister to other people if you're around other people. And ministry is not... I'm not yes, there's, there's ministry which is evangelism, which is outreach, but there's ministry which is also to the body, which is building up other brothers and sisters. So if you are here at UJ whether you're first year or final year, and you're not in a local congregation, I, I just want to like explicitly say this. You cannot live, you're, not, you're going to struggle to grow if you only go to church and minister when you go home over the holidays. Because you're there only for like, well, your holidays are so long, but like three months of the year, maybe. December, January, June, July. It, you, you can't realistically grow effectively if you only go to church and minister in church when you go back home. You need to get planted and serving in a local congregation as well. Whether it's with us or whether it's with another congregation, you need to kind of find a place of where you can actually minister to other people. And church, hello Margaret. <laughs> um, and, and so what... What we try to do is, with small group, for example, we have small groups that gather on Thursday evenings, mostly at this stage, at UJ. And, and the intention for small group is that it's supposed to be a safe place where you can grow, be ministered to by other believers, and also minister to them. That, that is a big reason why we kind of set up small group, is, is so that there's that relational interaction of where I can share and other people can share with me and we can pray for one another um, that is kind of a family kind of a setup where my, I can teach for, for example I can teach my daughter how to do certain things so that she can start doing it herself. same with a new believer that comes into small group we want to help a new believer to kind of understand how do you read the Bible how does salvation work how does um, how does life work <laughs> um, so, so I want to encourage you. I know some of you are, are, don't stay here in and around campus, but if you if you stay off campus, we want to, especially in the new term, beginning of next term, we want to see to plant a small group that is during the day for students that are traveling from far, like from Randburg or from the south or wherever you're traveling from. That somewhere there's a, maybe a common time that you are all off for an hour, hour and a half, and you can actually get together and have kind of a small group, more personal kind of interaction with, with other people as well. Uh, that ball is kind of rolling with, with the residences at the moment, and we, are, we, we do want to aim to plant a small group in every res 
Um, so Bastion as well. Um, so um, why, I'm, why I'm saying that is not only in small group, but also also like in church. For example, this the, the mission that we're going to have to Durban um, at the end of July. Um, it's an amazing opportunity also to, to actually put your faith into practice, to actually share your faith with other people. And the reason why we make like our encounter one and encounter five a prerequisite is for the equipping part. Is we don't want to just throw you out there and just <laughs> figure it out. Um, we want to equip you, but you're also going to mature a lot in the process. I mean, uh, I can say a lot around these things, but basically, um, we all have this mindset to a certain degree. Uh, one of the, uh, I'll, I'll talk about it next week, uh, more about the myths that we typically kind of have in our stereotypes, is that we have this, this, this thinking in our minds that it's only, the, we call it the man of God syndrome. It's only the pastor who can do certain things. But we as, a, as, as, as believers are all supposed to mature so that we all minister to one another. Like for example, when we were in India now, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a pastor, I was leading the team, and we were ministering to a, a colonel in the, in the Indian army, um, and we were having a conversation in, in, in the lounge, and one of the other team members uh, God just dropped the word of knowledge in, like, uh, with him and he's saying that um, he came to me and he said, I, th- I think the Holy Spirit is saying that um, he has got back problems. And uh, it's like, okay. Uh, so I asked the colonel, Colonel, do you, do you, do you, are you struggling with back pain? And then he went on to say exactly which, <laughs> like four or five different areas in his back, saying, yeah, he's struggling with back pain in these areas and it's this, this, and that, this, and like, okay. Well, we want to pray for you. So we laid hands on him, and this guy, Carl, also prayed for them, and God healed his back. And uh, um, so what I'm trying to say there is not, is not, not, God didn't tell me as the pastor and the mission's leader that this is what he wants to do. He told one of the other guys on the, on the team. Um, and it's the same of how God wants to use the rest and the whole of the body of Christ to build itself up. Um, and in the process, we as individuals grow to maturity. Um, and um, so I want to encourage you to, to pray about where is it that God wants you to be, like church-wise, whether it's with us or whether it's out somewhere else. And then if it is, if it is with us, come and talk to me because I want to give you an opportunity to minister. Okay? The, the, the first place that I'm going to ask you to minister is within a small group context. Um, it's a safe place, like out there where there are people that, that don't follow Jesus necessarily. It's not as a safe place. Okay, if you talk about Jesus there and you talk about your feelings and I'm struggling with this, they might ridicule you. That you don't, there's just more risk involved. Where within, a, within a small group, Christian kind of context, it's, more, it's a safe place to start to grow and grow to a place of where you can then actually with boldness actually enter into the, uh, with the gospel into the world as well. Um, so... Uh, we want to help you to grow, um, and it's it's there are there are various there's there's a number of places where you can serve ministry ministry, ministry talks about um, another another translation there where it says in verse twelve uh, for the work of ministry another translation ministry is acts of service now there's there's loads of places where you can actually serve within the body but it doesn't have to be limited to into the body it can be 
out there where you are serving um, serving people, ministering to people into their needs. Yeah, so we'd love to help you to figure that out as well. Um, I mean, like in our morning services, we have a worship team. We have uh, we've got ushers. We've got a children's ministry. If you love children, then get involved with the children's ministry. If, uh, if you love sound, if you're an engineer and you're technically minded and got an ear for some sound, join the sound team. Those are all just Sunday services, but outside of that, we've got, we, we run an orphanage with, uh, as well. We've got community projects, all sorts of different things that kind of build into, build into the kingdom, as well as with our encounter series, our discipleship series. Once you've done it, to come and actually facilitate it. You grow almost more by actually facilitating within the encounters than what you actually do. And ideally, we would want to, when, we like, when you join a small group, we also want to raise you up as a leader so that you can actually plant another small group and lead another small group, facilitate another small group and reach more people with the gospel. So that's a, just kind of, just, I'm just addressing one thing here, okay? And that is that we count correctly. There's one thing that you take out of this. If you want to grow, you need to count right. Count 11, 12, 13. We get equipped to minister so that we would mature. We don't get equipped to mature so that we can minister. You get that? Shake somebody next to you and say that ministry is the road to maturity. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to pray for us. I think we're a little bit early. It's like only think that took only like twenty minutes, but that is the bottom line. And this is kind of the foundation for this series. That's, this is the foundation for this series, that if you want to grow spiritually in your relationship with God, it is important that you at somewhere find an outlet of where you can minister to other people. Do you know that the Dead Sea, that the, it is dead? It's <laughs> the reason why it's called the Dead Sea. There's, nothing, there's no fish in the Dead Sea. Uh, uh, and there's a reason for it. The Jordan River goes... And it goes through the Sea of Galilee where there is fish. And, it goes, and the Jordan River continues from there into the Dead Sea. But there's no outlet out of the Dead Sea. And therefore there's no life in the Dead Sea. And it's the same with us. If we only go to church and we only read our Bibles just to receive, just to receive, just to receive. We, we're fooling ourselves that we, we're only trying to survive. But if you really want to grow, you need an inlet and an outlet. And it's in that process that you grow. Have you ever tried to just breathe in? Try it. Okay, let's all breathe in. And breathe in again. And breathe in again. <laughs> okay. Somewhere along the line, you need to find an outlet to give. And it's in those rhythms of receiving and giving that is causing us to grow. Um, so I want to encourage you to find a place of where you can actually, where you can grow. Yeah, I'm going to pray for us. Um, if you have any specific prayer needs, I'd love for you to, to, to come to, to any one of us here and, and we'd love to pray for you. You might be going through some stuff and there's something specifically you want us to, to pray for you for. Um, and uh, it might be non-related to this at all, and that is fine. Uh, we are, we, we want to engage um, here as well, just on where you are at on a personal level. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for us. I'm gonna close for us in prayer, and um, 
like I said, the, 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 the reason the series is, is set up so that it would actually help you to grow into your exams, like the last one, for example, um, is entitled, where do, where do I start? And, uh, and I'm going to look specifically at how do we read scripture? Um, how do I read scripture and where do I start? Just by reading scripture. Because um, one thing that I believe is that if we equip believers to know how to read the Bible and interpret it correctly, then it would set up a lot of, uh, or it would help that a lot of believers don't actually interpret the Bible incorrectly and almost also get deceived in the process. So the last one is really aimed at um, giving you something in the hand where you are actually going to just take into your own quiet time, in your own times when you're going to be reading scripture, when you're going to be spending time with God. How do I actually go about it? Um, and then we're going to follow that through the holidays as well. Okay, Lord, we thank you that for your word that is active and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And even though this is just a short conversation, I pray, God, that this would really just find good soil in our hearts. I pray that you would cause it to grow. I pray that you would water it and let it grow in our hearts. Lord God, may we mature as we minister to one another. And I pray, God, for people here that are still uncertain or searching a place to where they actually can be planted, a place where they can actually minister and where they can serve. And I pray, God, that you give them peace, that transcends all understanding about where you want them to be, whether it is here or with another congregation. I pray that they would run flat out with their eyes fixed on you, Lord. And Lord, you know which, what is going on in each and every one of our lives, God. But you also know that we need other Christians around us who can walk this road with us. And I pray for those godly friendships to be established in our lives so that we don't have to walk alone, so that we don't have to fight alone, we don't have to stand alone. Lord, I pray that you lead us in the way that you want us to go. Thank you that you are raising up leaders in this place. And thank you for the many hearts that you still want to reach on this campus, even through this ministry as well. I pray that you bless the other ministries that are represented on this campus. I pray that you would also help them as you help us to stay biblically focused and aligned to your heart, aligned to your word, and uh, really living out, loving one another as you have loved us. We exalt you and we give you all the glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.com.